So I noticed uh, I never, <laughs> I never really, like, I guess if we were to do this podcast a little more professionally, what I would do at the start of each one is be like, hey, this is a welcome to the Calling Home podcast. I'm Keith and this is Barb and we're, each week we <laughs> examine a different aspect of television and blah, blah, blah. But instead I always just go, all right, so <laughs> like, hey, get on board or don't, figure it out or don't. But I figure it's probably pretty obvious because even if people weren't listening when we first started to this TV stuff, every episode is just named the show. So it's obviously about that show, right? And then I think you can... Yeah, there's no need for us to do formal introductions. Yeah, it's pretty pretty clear what we're doing, and most of the time people like it, sometimes they don't. <laughs> Although I haven't gotten a comment like that in a while. They're all about Billy Bunter, because uh, again, it's one of our more viewed ones on YouTube. There's just occasional people that... I mean, those Billy Bunter episodes are on YouTube. All you got to do, if you don't want to hear us talk about Billy Bunter, is click the next video and watch Billy Bunter. But there'd be an occasional very angry old British lady that's like, Stop talking! Why are you talking? I want to watch Billy Bunter! <laughs> like, sorry lady, it's what it is. We talk about shows. That's what this is, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, as, as we've been doing lately is... um. I mean, kind of through the whole thing is like whatever we watched last week tends to kind of inform what we watch the next week. So we were going through the career of Marty Feldman and that got us to watch Young Frankenstein because I had never seen it and it had been a while for you and it went over pretty well. And that got us talking about old school horror movies and uh, all of the, you know, the famous actors who played all these parts. And one of the aspects of that is the Hammer horror films that are Everyone always references them and talks about them, and uh, I presume you've seen some of these before. Oh, definitely, definitely spent my university career going through watching Hammer films at the Laugh and Scratch Theater. Where is that? The Capitol Theater. Oh. It's, 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 uh, its real name was the Capitol, but it had a nickname, the Laugh and Scratch. <laughs> is there any story behind that? Well, you know, it, was, it wasn't real fancy and, it, you know, kind of low-key, probably built in the 1930s. Um, people kind of said if you were ever going to get any kind of fleas or whatever oh. you'd get them at, at the laugh and scratch okay i thought maybe that was like some kind of weird <laughs> euphemism for making out but i couldn't figure out no. what it was no because that's one thing i saw recently it was from the 60s it was a uh, a psa they played at a drive-in before the movie that was like uh Hey, young lovers, we're glad you've come here for your date night, but uh, keep in mind there's no hanky-panky during the film, so just watch the movie, please. <laughs> and I was like, I never thought about that, but I guess, yeah, if you're especially, you're not even in a movie theater, you're in your own car. Uh, yeah, drive-ins were definitely, they were make-out city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just imagining that uh, whoever the manager was of that, I feel like if I was a manager in those days, I'd just be like, what do I give a fuck? And you look at back, oh yeah, but you got to think now. This is the the prime time for driving movie theaters. Were the, was the 1950s? Right. Things were pretty saccharine at home, but when you watch remakes of like 50s movies that they they're they're set in that time frame, newer type movies that are set uh, set in the 1950s. The drive-ins, uh, nobody's ever watching the movies, and the car windows are always steamed up, and there's always some innocent. A naive type girl and some nerdy type guy who went to the drive-in with the hot make-out team and they're kind of kicked out of the car so the other bunch can make out and steam up the windows. And <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that movie Pleasantville? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty good, right? Where it's like <laughs> the guy and his sister get teleported into not the real 50s, but the black and white movie 50s. And it's really, the movie's really about the sister more than the dude, where the sister is just like a swinging 90s chick that just wants to fuck. And she <laughs> kind of destroys their whole society <laughs> by, by then everyone turns color and stuff and you know, they're not repressed anymore. Because yeah, I don't even remember. I remember the dude, it was the guy who played Spider-Man for a while. Uh, Toby Maguire. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But what did he even? What was his point in the plot except to tell his sister to stop banging everybody? I don't know. But it was really the sister's movie. But I remember it being a pretty good, pretty good film, overall. Uh, but yeah, so I was curious about these Hammer films because again, it's one of those things I've heard about but I've never seen. So I went and looked up, uh, you know, top ten greatest horror films of the Hammer horror stuff, and uh, this website malevolentdark.com had a list. And at number one was Curse of Frankenstein, 1957. Peter Cushing is Frankenstein. Christopher Lee is the monster. The only time Christopher Lee was the monster. So I feel like under normal circumstances, I would have just grabbed that because it's the most famous Hammer horror film. But since we just watched Young Frankenstein last week, I just feel like uh, another Frankenstein movie is just going to be another Frankenstein movie, but without jokes. And just to double check, I'm sure it is a fine film, but I got the trailer and I feel like uh, it's only two minutes long. So let's just put this on really quick because I just think it, it gives enough of a flavor of what this is that I think, you know, I don't want to watch two Frankenstein movies back to back basically. And this gave me enough of a sense of what it would be like that I do feel like it would mostly be like watching Young Frankenstein again with no jokes, <laughs> which if this again, like I was saying, if we didn't just watch one, that would be fine. But two weeks in a row, uh, that's a lot of Frankenstein. More than a hundred years ago, in a mountain village in Switzerland, lived a man whose strange experiments with the dead have since become a legend. A legend that is still told with horror the world over. We've only just started. Just opened the door. Look, now's the time to go through that door and find what lies beyond it. But don't you see, Paul? We've discovered the source of life itself, and we've used it to restore a creature that was dead. This is Frankenstein, who revolted against nature, who experimented with the devil and was forever cursed. His unwilling collaborator was Paul Kremp. I can't prove you murdered. But I can stop you using his brain. Why? He has no further use for it. Don't be a fool! Be careful! You damn it! Only two women ever entered this house of evil. Elizabeth! Come back! Elizabeth, the lovely cousin who had promised to marry him, and Justine, the maid, who kept passionate and secret rendezvous with her master. Won't you understand you're in real danger? What Victor is doing is dangerous to everyone in the house. Possibly conceive what dreadful thing he's planning to do. What are you trying to tell me, Paul? That Victor's wicked? Insane? Wicked? Insane? Evil? Call Frankenstein what you will. A demon had made a man-made monster. And now, the monster was the master. Paul! What are you going to do? For your sake and to protect Elizabeth, I've so far kept silent. But now I shall go to the authorities and have them destroy that creature and see that you pay for these atrocities. No! I would want to watch that. 
I mean, we're not going to watch it today, but if I was in the theater and that trailer came on, I'd say, oh man, i got to get to the theater next week. Yeah, and I mean, there must be a reason why it's yeah generally <laughs> generally agreed that it's the number one of all of the Hammer Horror movies. But, uh, but it definitely has that tone of like, let's all overact in uh, Frankenstein, you know, like it's just going to be you know, that. You what's strange, in that trailer, they didn't show the Frankenstein monster. They showed, they showed this creature laid out on the, on the gurney. Right. But they didn't actually show the creature. Yeah, and I think if I remember right from what I was reading, that one does focus much more on Victor Frankenstein more than the monster. But that was Hammer's claim to fame was those, oh, oh, come on and see us. Right. <laughs> Real high energy. It's funny, too, just seeing old, um, old trailers. I mean, not even old trailers, really. They did this all the way up to like the 80s where the, uh, there's a narrator, you know, like narrating the trailer. And then in the 90s, it started to become a joke that uh, they would always have in a world, in a world where... Of you know, land is gone and it's only water, blah blah blah, whatever. And then people started making fun of that that convention, and then it just went away. Nowadays, trailers never have the narrator, but old trailers always do. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of handy. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, instead of that one though, just to shake it up and do something weird, I found a different movie. I'll tell you what it is in a sec though. First, let's do the quick little overview of Hammer. So Hammer Film Productions Limited, British film production company based in London, founded in 1934, best known for horror and fantasy films, especially the ones made from the 50s to the 70s. And they were the first to reintroduce many of these classic film monsters in color for the first time, because all the old ones were black and white. Uh, they're most famous for horror, but they produced all genres of film. They had comedies and like war epics and stuff, but mostly horror. Horror was the main thing. And uh, they still actually produce occasional films. They, but the original Hammer run basically ended in the mid-1980s. And then in like 2007, some consortium that had owned the name started putting out stuff again. But obviously, it's not the same. The real Hammer stuff ended in the 80s. But they produced almost 300 films. So, <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. So yeah, I was looking at this list on malevolentdark.com of the top 10 Hammer films. And the one that really stood out to me was number three, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter from 1974. Because that sounds bad. That sounds dumb. But it's the number three top movie. And I thought it was interesting because 1974 is the same year Young Frankenstein came out. So that's yeah. sort of interesting. Like, as Young Frankenstein was coming out, let's see what Hammer was doing now. And uh, let's see, basically about Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter... It was called one of the last great Hammer film productions, and in later years the film became a cult classic largely because of its unusual mix of supernatural horror and swashbuckling action. It was supposed to launch a series of new Hammer film productions, but in the 70s the studio developed financial issues and eventually closed down. So uh, yeah, the thing I was reading is that basically Hammer was kind of getting, uh, getting pressure from all sides. that. American films started getting more and more violent and Hammer tried going that way and it didn't really audiences didn't really like it in particular there was one of their Frankenstein movies where Dr. Frankenstein like there's a discarded brain on the ground and he steps on it and people were just like that's gross like we don't <laughs> like that type of stuff so like okay okay we can't outgore the Americans so that's not going to work so then they were like well all right what if we sex it up a little but 
they couldn't outsex the Europeans and the French films and stuff. They were just kind of stuck. Like they couldn't. They used to be, we're the guys you come to for horror. But horror and like basically adult themed movies just got more intense in all avenues, and Hammer just didn't have a place anymore. So this was one of their last attempts. Like that thing was saying is like, well, let's just maybe we'll just like swerve into weird adventure films swashbuckling like this guy's some kind of pirate vampire hunter or some shit i don't know i guess we'll see right and uh and yeah even though people liked it it was just just wasn't like it used to be yeah the golden age was done so i just thought uh if we're not gonna do the actual best movie which is curse of frankenstein this was the most unusual one that is still critically acclaimed. I didn't want to just get a shitty one. <laughs> Although it sounds shitty. Captain Chronos Vampire Hunter is the name of a shitty movie. Because <laughs> I remember uh, the comedian Patrice O'Neill, he used to talk about that, that good movies never have shitty titles. Like Jurassic Park, you know, like that's a cool name. But if that was one of these like sci-fi original movies, it'd be called Dinosaur Forest. You know, like <laughs> they would just call it something lame. So, uh, so this movie, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the critic's word for it that it's good because it sounds dumb, <laughs> but... <laughs> hey, let's find out. Yeah, it's just what stood out to me the most of like, of all these titles of different movies, because again, most of them are what you'd think of, are just the traditional horror characters and all of the famous actors where Captain Kronos is not a famous character. I don't think any of the big famous Hammer actors are in this one. Kind of a weird choice for my first hammer horror movie but uh as soon as i saw the title i was like well i i just have to i have to know what that movie is so yeah anyone watching along at home captain chronos vampire hunter from 1974 hammer films one of the last great hammer productions I'd say that's the uh, that's the big uh, danger of movies as opposed to TV shows because the TV show at least it's over <laughs> you know after half an hour if it's not going so well but yeah movies man who they're very long even the short movies are very yeah, long. But some movies are good and keep you going on the one we watched last week just kept moving moving ahead but this thing yeah yeah, this was very much the opposite of Young Frankenstein in that there's no no jokes at all, like super serious, takes itself way too seriously and uh, just just dry. Yeah, like that's where it's like, it's not good enough to be good, but it's not bad enough to be funny. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, I am surprised it's so high up on the list and like, yeah, all this stuff about how. Well, it had a rather exciting ending and it did sort of pull things together, but as it was unfolding there was too many um like what's going on here like who's that and do we even care and an awful lot of just uh walking around in the woods which is something i've always heard said about horror movies and uh lower budget productions is like there's nothing cheaper than filming in the woods because you just go into the woods and half of this movie was just them walking through the woods (laughs) and yeah it's just like you know well shot like i kept commenting on the cool little camera angles and stuff but yeah the plot didn't wasn't that great to begin with and it just yeah very hard to follow and just slow and boring and just like like conceptually the idea of the swashbuckling three musketeers 
combined with vampires. It's not a great idea, but it's a little bit interesting. But it's really just that he was wearing a puffy shirt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. he, he had a cutlass. He had the cool Three Musketeers outfit. But he didn't do shit with it until, like, the very end. But you do find out at the end that he is like a vampire slayer because she says, and where are you going? And it's where I'm needed for vampire slaying. Which, again, just like, and then, yeah, it's like, she's been with him the whole movie, just conveniently, finds this girl in the stocks, just want to go home. But now she's got to leave because it's the end of the movie. She can't stay with him anymore. Got to move on to the many... No doubt the many sequels that will be made, and they each need to have a new hot chick. So you can't come with me this time. Only my hunchbacked fucking <laughs> professor guy. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, like I was saying when we were watching it, it's just like, like it's one thing to break with convention, but don't do it for no reason. Like if you're gonna break all the rules of a vampire, it just makes the movie less interesting. If you're going to do that, just stick with the normal rules. <laughs> and if that was the avenue that Hammer Films was going to go down, that little wonder they failed. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't help thinking that, that like if this was what their last big kick at the can, and yeah, I'm thinking how Young Frankenstein came out this same year, and, uh, you know, like fucking uh, Night of the Living Dead was like five years before this at least. Like virtually anything else I think of from the era I mean, obviously, we only really remember the really famous movies. But I mean, like, Black Christmas was out by this point, right? And just, like, yeah. mm-hmm. what what wasn't better than this? <laughs> Everything else was better than this at this point. When did Rosemary's Baby come out? That was out, too, right? Yes, like, yes. Rosemary's Baby would have been out in 1970, maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm surprised. I guess I'm, I'm not surprised that the movie itself is kind of lame and boring. I'm just surprised that it's got so much uh, cult classic status. Even that, I don't know. I feel like that's probably overblown because I never fucking heard of this movie before. <laughs> I didn't either. And if I never, if I hadn't heard of it, I, I wouldn't have missed anything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to hold this against Hammer. It's my own fault. You know, it's like I wanted to go dip into Hammer pictures. And instead of watching the actual good movie with the actual famous people, I had to pick Captain Kronos. It's my own fault. But yeah, I don't recommend this at all to anyone. Even like I was saying <laughs> how I love that music video that the band Gigamesh did where they took uh, they took um, Logan's Run and just cut it down into a music video. And I think that a lot sometimes when I watch movies that aren't that good, but I'm like, oh, you know, though, you could make a good four-minute music video. With that movie, you couldn't. There's not even four minutes of interesting footage in there to make a music video out of. But maybe know? there is. What we should do, because you started this with watching the trailer from one of the early Hammer films, we should watch the trailer of this and just see what the trailer... Okay. What shot. is the trailer like as opposed to the actual movie itself, which was a piece of crap? The trailer might be really exciting. Yeah, I don't have a great hope, but hey, let's give it a shot. But yeah, I was thinking too, just the way that that um, Curse of Frankenstein and most trailers of the time had that voiceover. That's what I, I would have done with this movie for sure, is it could have just been the journal of his little hunchback helper guy just explaining stuff a little more of just like you know we've like they set up that whole thing in the woods with all of the little bells and ribbons this elaborate weird thing to try to catch a vampire i guess and it totally didn't work like they were all hidden in the woods and they watch a lady go by and set off a bunch of their trip wires they couldn't be more prepared or more aware and she still just gets killed by a vampire 
Like, these people aren't even good at their job. It's just like, what was that all about except to fill time? That's, that's the overall feeling I got with that movie, is they were just trying to fill time. All right, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, official trailer. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that definitely seemed better because they kind of, you know, cut straight to the sword fight at the end at least. But yeah, that's definitely a case where you could just watch the trailer. And I feel like you get you'd get what you're gonna get out of that movie. Well, yes, you got the explanations in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because even I was even wondering about the time period is like even that cleared up a little in the trailer. Like, oh, okay, that's when this is happening. <laughs> yeah, because again, too, it's like one of these things where, like I was reading that stuff about how, uh, yeah, like on the one side, the European movies had more nudity and on the other side, the American movies had more violence. And this was kind of like no particular violence no particular one little scene there's like half of a sex scene but it's like really like really in the dark so it's like if you're not gonna go the purient way then you gotta be a really good interesting movie and it, it wasn't that either no. the trailer was very misleading because that looked like it was fully action-packed yeah and the movie itself was not yeah and uh, and yeah like at the start you know, because I mean, sometimes that stuff can be kind of cool, you know, just like, uh, man, I always think of uh, there's this Tarantino movie, um, Inglorious Bastards, that's set in World War II. And there's this part where these Nazi soldiers are searching for Jews and they're in this, this farmer's house and he's got a Jewish girl hidden under his floorboards. And it's like such a long scene and it's just, you don't even see them. You're under the floorboards and you just hear the guy talking. And it's like 20 minutes long, and it's tense and exciting the whole time. But it's easily could have been boring. And that's what I was hoping this would be. Like, if you, like you could tell right away, just they're blabbing to the guy, explaining about vampires. And it's like, okay, this is what this movie's going to be. It's just going to be a lot of talking. But it wasn't fascinating Tarantino dialogue. It was just fucking nothing <laughs> that led to... It just got worse and worse because it didn't build its own lore and build its own situation. It just deconstructed vampires and it never built up a new thing. It just went Usually nowhere. Usually to these kind of movies, they do a little bit of uh, creating an atmosphere where you like the oh, yeah. hero. Right. Or you like the people that work with the hero so that if something happens to them you feel badly for them. Well, this you didn't feel badly for any of those people. Yeah, definitely meant to bring that up. Captain Kronos in particular, like right away he was giving me that vibe of like, yeah, this is supposed to be Bruce Wayne. This is supposed to be James Bond. This guy is calm, cool, collected. He's the man in charge. He knows what to do. And that's a tough line to walk because if you don't pull it off, you're just a pretentious, annoying dick. And that's, this guy was absolutely that. I mean, by midway through the movie, he's like doing weird yoga poses and zen stuff 
And it's just like, you're such a pretentious cock. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't care for him but at even, all. E- even the, the people who were done in, usually you feel a little bit of apprehension for them as, as evil approaches and they're going to be eliminated. You feel some emotion for them. You didn't feel emotion for any of these people. Yeah. Even Mr. D- Dr. Marcus there, when they stabbed him and then they hung him and then they're going to burn him. And it's like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely, like I was saying, too, while we're watching, it doesn't even have that kind of uh, the the fun of a Grindhouse movie where you can see a, an old movie and be like, well, this movie sucks, but it's got all these weird wacky elements or just mm. like extreme parts. Or the terror where where somebody is approached by somebody or something in the dark yeah. and you feel apprehension for them. You feel fear for them and you know, you might want to say, don't go down there or don't turn that corner. And this, yeah, well, go and get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> that was the attitude that I had with it. Yeah, it had that feeling. It's like really courtly and staid and just kind of everyone's very serious. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's boring. <laughs> that's not interesting at all. So anyway, uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, hey, my mistake, you know, like I said at the start, like uh, about bad movie titles, like good movies have good titles and bad movies have bad titles. Well, that's a bad title, and that's a bad movie, so shame on me. I should have known better. Well, you wouldn't have known. You don't know until you see those things. Yeah, but I mean, because I, that was the whole... I mean, it's like, you know, Plan 9 from Outer Space or something. Like, when I saw the name, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, I'm like, wow, that's a shitty name. Like, and it draws you. It's like... But I guess I was kind of hoping it would either be good, like the internet claimed, or it would be like you know, uh, like Plan 9, like so bad that it's entertaining, but it's just right in the middle. It's just a fairly competent, quite serious movie that could have used a rewrite and is boring. (laughs) And that's it. So uh, anyway, all right. So there's uh, my first attempt at Hammer Horror. Next time I'll go for some Peter Cushing movie. I won't fuck around with these weird ass, uh, what do they call it? It was a swashbuckling adventure vampire film like that's too many genres <laughs> so, so yeah and that did, did not work